Hi, everyone. So, quick um, thing here before the start of the show. So, um, this is kind of a spoiler, but um, initially I thought that the um, awards were going to happen on November 29th. Um, but then they were pushed to December 2nd um, for the awards. And I based my predictions off the November 29th date. And so they look really silly because I said, uh, I'm not going to put on West Side Story or Nightmare Alley. And so um, when you are listening to this, instead of Tick, Tick, Boom in the top 10, I have West Side Story in there. And also I have dropped Macbeth from my top 10 I put on Cry Macho because memes anyway um please enjoy the awkward intro and the podcast that follows also uh Babel Beat Channel Orange by Frank Ocean Ooh. I mean Jesus Chan- Christ Channel Orange is good but it's not as good as um Blonde so it's fine I mean yeah, it's I not but like I mean, the least of Mumford and Sons is kind of crazy. But, like, Mumford and Sons were once, like, really well-respected. It was, like, them and Florence and the Machine, and they sounded totally different from everyone else at the time. But then everyone started sounding like Mumford and Sons when, like, the Lumineers came in and stuff. And then they became uncool. But, like, I remember, like, 2009... Like, it was so weird seeing, like, this guy, like, rocking a banjo and, like, a washboard player and stuff. Like, that was, like, a really cool thing. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, on Sino More, he, like, totally, like, he he's, like, he plays the banjo like an electric guitar. It's crazy. Anyways. He's a pretty good banjo player, I'll tell you that. Shit. What am I going to do for the intro? Maybe I'll just cut off part of that and put it in there. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Wait, you're recording? Oh, nice. I, I think I'm recording. Yeah, yeah. You are, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, what's going on, everybody? Uh, that's an incredibly awkward intro to the podcast known as um, Gold Derby Horses. Uh Featuring your host, George, and everyone else, Tristan, Brett, Jared. Hello. Hi. Um. Okay. First and foremost, happy late Thanksgiving, uh, or Manxgiving, as I, as I said on our Instagram page, plug in. Or Tom Hanksgiving. Second. Hanksgiving. Second, um, another plug. Go support us on Patreon. <laughs> and our third plug, or well, no, not, not, not it's not a plug. Uh, actually, I don't think I um, have anything <laughs> in terms of like another thing. Um, but anyways, what do our viewers is- get if they subscribe to our Patreon? There will be there are Patreon tiers on the site. You can go look at them right now, Tristan, if you want to. Whatever. I do want to. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that right now. So, anyways, 
so right now it is almost one o'clock in the morning central time um on what is technically saturday november 27th 2021 and in two days the national board review awards are coming out and so i'm gonna kind of do everything i possibly can to get the um podcast out before they post their list and so we did this last year um or last season rather i keep forgetting that you know the season was still largely this year and what i'm doing is i'm creating a google doc and I'm going to put down our names for each section and we're going to predict all the awards for the National Board of Review. Now, they do a top 10 films of the year plus one winner. And we kind of go down for one winner in each category, best director, best actor, best actress, adapted screenplay, original screenplay, blah, blah, blah. Um, Last year, they did some pretty based decisions, Um, but sometimes they don't make very based decisions because they're a bunch of old dinosaurs. But either way, um, we're gonna go ahead and we're going to um, craft the films of the year. So first and foremost, I I, I think I kind of wanna get out of the way. Um, I'm going to refrain a little bit from predicting certain films here. I, like, I'm not going to predict Nightmare Alley anywhere because there's a good chance that they haven't seen it. I am also not going to predict um, West Side Story anywhere because there's a good chance they haven't seen that. Um, and while I may predict it, there is somewhat of a chance that they have not watched Licorice Pizza and there's also a chance that not enough of them have watched Don't Look Up, even though those films have premiered. Uh, so. I feel like and this whole thing is just, like, not fair then. Like, everyone needs to wait until after 2021. That's I, this. Yes, yeah. I, I agree, but some of them just are, are really anxious. I will say, though... They included Waves and their 2019 top 10 movies of the year, so they kind of are better than the Oscars. I'm not going to lie there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, they and, were in 2019. And they, they had Richard They were Chula last too. year, too. They were last year, too. <laughs> okay. Um, so oh, that's a cool list, yeah. This is going to be hard. Let's... Um, so... Yeah. Um, so... Wait, George. Yes. How, uh, how many? How many? How many are we predicting? Is it ten? Um, there's ten, and then you also have to predict like the best film. So, like last year, so you 11. know, technically eleven. So, like, best film last year went to the Five Bloods, and then you know you had other ten like First Cow, Four Year Old Version, Judas. The Midnight Sky, Minari, News of the World, Nomadland, Promising a Woman's Soul, and Sound of Metal. They kind of, you know, made a full made a full 10. So, you know, it's kind of following that format. It doesn't really make that much sense to me, but whatever. 
let's start with the top 10. So I think the best way to do this is to kind of go around the room and um, we kind of name what our predicted winner will be. And we start, you know, spewing out what could get in the top 10. So I'm going to put the winners in bold. And I feel like this group of people would really like the power of the dog. So everyone else, take a shot. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I gotta, I gotta think. Can I gotta ponder this? Can I say Belfast? Like that would be my choice in terms of the one that might win because it's gonna appeal to those people the most. I put you down for Belfast. Yeah. Yeah. Which I presume will probably get nominated either way. I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and put that down. Um. I'm trying to think of what else they might do because like there's kind of a wild card. I'm tempted to put Cry Macho down here just because they like Clint Eastwood, but apparently that movie's kind of bad, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, I will say their their winners are pretty based. Her Manchester by the Sea, Hugo. Mm-hmm. Like that's those are good. The so there's an off chance. Come on, come on, wins. Yeah, I, I'd go. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna put it down on my thing because, like, I think it'll get nominated. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems like something they would nominate. They also like a twenty-four. Yeah, but... I also think I, I'm gonna call this. I also think Pig will get nominated. Mm. I, I, think I think that would be like their the indie, indie films. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if like it's the actual best picture. Although uh, first cow got nominated. Yeah, I think pig will get it. I'm, I'm saying, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. Okay, I'll put you down for pig. And did well, you I'm say? Not, I don't think it'll win. I don't think it'll win. I think it'll well, get nominated. I, I, I'm, I'm putting them both down right now. Okay, I actually think Jared's right. I think Belfast will win. Okay, and you think? Come on, come on, will be nominated. I do. Okay. Um, I also think there's an off chance that passing could get nominated. Ooh, you're right. That could also happen. I, I might put that down, actually. I'm going to do it, yeah. Which, the um, more and more I think about the movie, the more and more I like it, and it's a good movie. I rewatched I it. Rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, I rewatched I, it. I need, I need to watch the new cut. I really need to watch the new cut, because it's I heard it's It's a lot tighter. Better. Yeah, it's a lot tighter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and put down Licorice Pizza, because they like PCA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think this particular group of people are going to vote for House of Gucci. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was going to say that. I think House of Gucci will get him. Um, do we think, like, King Richard and Tick Tick? Ooh, Coda? King Richard, I, I would, I would, King Richard I would is... Coda, uh, to be honest. You're going to put down Coda? Um, I think I'm going to put down Coda. I want to say I think... Halloween Kills. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> For my winner, I'm going to go Licorice Pizza because just looking at some of these other ones, a lot of the time they, they do go for the, the movie of the year. Like Mad Max, Fury Road, Her, 
Zero Dark Thirty, like these uh, social network, these were defining movies of the year. And uh, I think Licorice Pizza is going I, to be in a similar way. I, I'm not going to count out um, Licorice Pizza, but I do think that this group would be particularly attuned to The Power of the Dog more than anyone else, maybe besides like BAFTA. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Power of the Dog, I think, is, is going to be like a make where it just it gets a lot of nominations but but then like at pre- I, precursors it starts to miss and we're like oh is it even going to get in well okay i don't disagree with that i'm talking about this specific group of people yeah but um, this specific group of people didn't nominate make they didn't but they gave their award to the irishman but the Irishman slaps. Okay. But but yeah, that, that's true. That you're right. And that, that's a similar kind of thing. And I think they liked Roma, right? Um, yeah, they did. Yeah. Roma's way better than the Irishman and um Power of the Dog. So that's that's the good. Irishman is so good. It's fine. Um yeah, Roma was they did like Roma. So yeah, that makes sense. Oh, Spencer could maybe make it in too. I want yeah. it so bad. I, that could happen. Weird thing. What makes me what makes me think Spencer is gonna get in is the fact that they gave a most violent year best picture. Because they <laughs> it has cool. similar vibes. Uh, I also think okay. that being, being the recorders has an off chance too. It yeah. does, but I don't know if they've seen it. A lot of people have. A lot of people have, yes. But I don't even think the embargo has been lifted yet. And you so, know, what's, what's interesting about being the Ricardos is I know that now, like, I was the one a few episodes ago that's like, yeah, let's not sleep on it. And you guys made fun of me, right? And now all of a sudden it's having like this resurgence. But now I don't think it's actually going to get nominated. <laughs> God, okay. I have it in my predictions now. I have it I in my top ten, but like at number ten. I don't think it'll happen. I think this. It feels to me like it's like Steve Jobs. I think it'll be great, actually, but I just don't think they'll go for it. So, Brett, are you going to put down Spencer for your top ten here? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. All right. Does anyone else want to add a film that we've already? added so like come on come on king richard licorice pizza passing power power dog you're gonna have licorice pizza bread yeah and clifford okay andre (laughs) what do i have so far do i just have licorice pizza yeah you just have licorice pizza right now oh don't add me down for house of gucci actually i wasn't going to okay good no i'll put house of gucci on mine I'm gonna put last Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I think House of Gucci will get in. I wasn't kidding. They're pretty snobby, though. I don't know. I Just think House then, of Gucci will get in. Yeah. In 2012, they they had Perks of Being Wildfire as one of their top 10 movies. Let's go. And in 2013, they had Saving Mr. Banks. They make like pretty good decisions. Ooh, Saving Mr. 20, Banks. Oh, like 2014. Prisoners. 2014, they had the Lego movie on here. 2015, they had Inside Out. 
If they have Luca, I will scream. They that didn't could have be a soul, possibility. Though. They had Soul last year. Oh, did they? Yeah. Soul, okay. Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman. I'll I'll take the leave and put Luca in there on yeah. my prediction. Nine Ooh, I'm gonna put um God's Not Dead Where the People on my <laughs> Did that come out this year? It did come out this year. Good fucking God. So I'm I'm not gonna put House of Gucci. I'm gonna put the last duo. Really? Yeah. They put Dolomite is my name. Okay, well, how is not that? that the two have any correlation? But... Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> the last duel actually isn't that bad of a pick. Not gonna lie, Thank it's you. a good movie. It's better than House of Gucci. I I literally think they're gonna put House of Gucci in there though. Good. All it's right, so fine, fine. I'll put I'll put it on there. I'm not putting it on mine. Add Belfast and King Richard to mine, please. Oh, did I add King? Did I have King Richard on mine? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Add, yeah, I put that on mine. Yeah, add King Richard and Tick Tick Boom on mine. And Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> Skull emoji. <laughs> Add Dune to mine, please. Dune is Ooh. one that I think could happen, yeah. They nominated Black Panther and Knives Out. And yeah, I'll put Dune on mine. I'll put Dune on mine. Yeah, I'll go ahead and put it on mine. Uh, yeah. Should I slide a Luca in there? You never I know. I did on mine. I say go for it. But also... That's the last thing in Soho. Nah, I don't know. That's not gonna happen. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> nor should it. It should. And I. Well, but you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? Fridge dispatch. Okay. Oh, that's not a bad choice. Did they do Moonrise Kingdom? They didn't. Okay, I'm not doing it then. Oh. Well, they probably did Grand Budapest. I'm guessing. I well, can't believe they did Mary Poppins Returns oh. in 2018. Brett, they hate Wes Anderson. They didn't do Grand Budapest. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll take it off. Um, the Green Knight's too weird, right? Yeah, it'll probably make the the indie films list. Cool. The but Green I Knight. Mean, make wait, 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 wait. Last year they had the Forty Year Old Version, which is that like indie Netflix movie. So I think anything's possible. Oh, oh, oh! You know what? I'm gonna put online actually. Fully. Interesting. That's interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens. That would be so base. And then maybe Tick Tick Boom. Heck yeah. Put me down for Drive My Car. I'm joking. Oh, they, they, they have a separate list for porn. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, but Rome, I, I, yeah, but like like Roma still made the top 10 films of the year, for example. Wait, didn't Parasite not make the top 10? That was weird, yeah. It didn't, I yeah. think didn't it get like a special nod it won foreign but it wasn't on it wasn't in the 10 that, that that's just the weirdest thing that's that's sussy baka that's what that is it is very sussy baka i agree so i'm not gonna put don't look up uh what else they didn't nominate vice or the big short so maybe it's not a good idea to put it on the look up they didn't they didn't. They didn't nominate Trial of Chicago Seven, so maybe it's not a good idea too. 
Yeah, and also like Don't Look Up isn't out. Like, right? I don't think I mean people have seen it. it. People have seen it, but maybe not enough. What if Red Rocket makes it in? Florida Project did. Red Rocket, I feel is a little too niche though. Florida Project was an Oscar contender. I mean in one category, but you know. But like Finch Finch made it. Florida Project was in the top ten for many. Like if there were ten nominees, it would have gotten in a lot. I, I feel like I, Tanya would have been the one that made it, but okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't mean in picture. I mean in, like, like other categories. What about Joe Bell? Okay. No, that's probably not happening. <laughs> probably. I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, okay, so I'm kind of looking at mine. Does everyone have Power of the Dog? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I'll put on. Okay. Because that's... That that's probably a good get. They they make some interesting choices like a quiet place. Uh, is there any like big movies? They had Logan. I saw in there. Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. Could you say? Hmm. Oh, in the Heights. Oh, that's a good one. Put me down that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not you. sure about that, but I'll put you down. Don't sure, put me down I yet. Was, I was thinking maybe Shang-Chi, but that's a stretch. Spencer is tempting me, not going to lie. I think it's, I think, I'm not um, Did they, well, they didn't nominate Jackie, so that might be a little risky. Yeah, but I think Spencer is is getting more of a wide appeal. I, I hear people talk about Spencer that are not in the movie scene and think it's interesting. I like we'll get into this later, but I think Spencer's gonna get nominated for picture at the end of the day. I mean I yeah, wanted I to. A, I have it really high up. I think it's like six or seven for me. Oh, I have it at like nine, but like I still think it's gonna get in. I'm just gonna I, go ahead and put it on. I'm more confident in Spencer than I am in like uh don't look up and and well uh, don't look up is getting nominated. Like, I think don't look up like pretty much in, yeah. Yeah, it's getting it's it's getting in. Well, the, I don't want to get too into it because it's this isn't the topic. But like, don't look up. I don't see it getting any acting nominations. Uh, Leo is getting. Leo is happening. Leo is happening. Yeah. It was like my eleven. I, what I don't the think fuck? Yeah, I don't think he has a chance. It's what the better. fuck? Okay. Oh, like a chance. I don't think he's, I don't think he's in the top five, but I think he has a chance. I think he's like six or seven. Dude, but I have him at number three. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I know they're talking about him, but it seems like more of like a like a goofy kind of fun performance. Come on, come on, George. Walking Phoenix. Yeah, I have Joaquin. And I don't I had to kick out Bradley. For Nightmare no, I don't Alley. know if Bradley will happen. I don't know. If if Andrew Garfield doesn't get nominated for Tick Tick Boom, we actually riot the Academy. Yeah, that would be disgusting. Someone that's not as huge on that movie of you as you guys are, like his performance is a ten out of ten. Um, let's see. So I have eight right now. Um, what other additions does everyone need to make? Because I'm trying to think of. Something to put on mine. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of mine. Uh, I think I think Jared's on to something with Coda. I think I might do that. Heck yeah. 
Yeah, I'll add Coda too. It could be just like the algorithm for me or whatnot, online and social media and whatnot. But I think there's some people who are still like the sole soldiers of Coda pushing through the murky waters of award season. Yeah. I mean, let's go. It's not impossible, to be honest. Screw it. Let's go to the Tinder bar. <laughs> oh wait, Sir they did Ren nominate Tarano. the Midnight Squad. They did nominate the Midnight Squad. <laughs> They're like Clooney. Couldn't like, mass happen? I almost like I maybe. I almost wasn't kidding when I said Finch. Something weird like that could happen. I it. Oh, but they didn't nominate. They could didn't, happen. They didn't nominate Greyhounds. I wouldn't bet on that, and I probably wouldn't bet on Cruella either. Cruella is that what you said? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about Corolla, but I was kind of just joking, but oh okay. The yeah. Crowder? No. No. I never when that movie just came in way. Yeah, I never saw it. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I've got I've got my eleven. Yeah. The Ratatouille TikTok musical. Tristan, yeah, I'm scared. Um, my eleven are Belfast, Coda, Come On, Come On, Dune, King Richard. Oh, a second. The last. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm caught up. Uh, King Richard, The Last Duel. Licorice Pizza, mm-hmm. The Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. Tick Tick Boom, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Spencer. Although I'm very tempted to take out one of the last two and put it in the Heights, but I already have a musical. So, George, for me, put in The Lost Daughter. Mm, that's tempting. I thought you were going to say The Last. <laughs> and then uh Macbeth is tempting me too, honestly, but I don't know. Brett, do you not have power to dog in? I at I asked I wanted it on there. Okay, I'll put it on there. I don't know. For some reason I, don't have it. It. I didn't type I haven't been typing mine up, so what if Benedict Cumberbatch just doesn't get nominated and then Leo does? Then I would feel pretty dumb. I'm, I'm already preparing to get upset when Nick Cage isn't nominated for Pig. Yeah, that's not happening, unfortunately. But it should. It's like, okay, I, I used to think it was the best performance of the year until Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. But, oh, no, and then Walking Phoenix and Come On, Come On. All the best ones are not going to get nominated. Let's be real. Okay, I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put Tick, Tick, Boom on there because you guys are convincing me. Um, so then I have one, two, three. I need four, two more. Five, six. How many do I have, George? Um, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You have what okay. you need. Okay, can you name mine again? 
Uh, you have Belfast Wedding and Come On, Come On, Dune, Flea, House of Gucci, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Lost Daughter, Pig, The Power of the Dog, and Spencer. Yeah, I'm done with that. Okay. I think I need three more. But if Luca makes it in, I'll squeal. Okay. No, no, I need two more. Um, Me? Oh, no. For you. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, this is tough without Nightmare Alley. A West Side Story. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put Mass on there because that's a that's something I feel like critics would want to push. And then Dude, I would love if that happened. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put Macbeth on there because I don't know what else. All right, now I just need a few more from Jared or a couple more from Jared. So I have my list because on my end that I wrote, um, I have Belfast winning, and then the rest is in no particular order. They're just there. Um, I have Coda in the Heights, Liquor's Pizza, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, Dune, Tick, Tick, Boom, Come On, Come On, Luca, and Flea. Okay, Liquor's Pizza, Flea, Come On, Come On. Is that it? Oh, did you? Hold on a second. One, two, three, four, five, six. Three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, you've got enough. Yeah. Okay. So to recap the top ten, I am predicting Belfast. Come on, come on. Dune King Richard. Licorice Pizza, Mass, Passing, Spencer, Tick, Tick, Boom, The Tragedy of Macbeth with The Power of the Dog winning. Tristan is predicting um, Belfast, Come On, Come On, Coda, Dune, King Richard, The Last Duel, The Power of the Dog, Spencer, Tick, Tick, Boom, The Tragedy of Macbeth with Licorice Pizza winning. Brett yeah, has Spencer on there too. I, I already had Spencer oh, on there. Whoops. <laughs> Brett has Come On, Come On, Dune, Flea, House of Gucci, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Lost Daughter, Pig, Power of the Dog, and Spencer with Belfast winning. And then Jared has Belf has a Come On, Come On, Coda, Dune, Flea, In the Heights, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Luca, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom with Belfast winning. So if we move on to Best Director, we will repeat the process. And because I have Power of the Dog winning picture here, I'm going to go ahead and throw my prediction to Jane Campion. Now, you guys go ahead and make your make your choices. Choose wisely. Just one director? Yeah. I'm going to take a look at who they awarded in the past. Didn't even you for Dune. Oh, so they sometimes give it to the winner of the the movie that wins, but not usually. Yeah, I'm just being kind of safe. 
I'm going to go with Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Hey, there we go. Who I also will th- who I also think will win the Oscar. I'm going to Jane Campion too. Although I think Guillermo's got a chance to. Yeah. I think Vinny will do for Dune. I'm going to be different. All right. Rock on, Brett. I mean, that'd be cool, but I doubt it would happen. Should I go with Mike Mills just because I want to manifest that? Probably wouldn't be a great idea, but again, that would be cool. Well, I heard that George hates Dune since it's not his favorite movie of the year anymore. So. True. It's my number two, you jackass. <laughs> anyway, best actor. I am going to be safe and go with Will Smith, although that did not pan out for me last year when I picked Chadwick. Uh, actor. Uh, what did they do last year? Do you remember? Where's on my metal. That's cool. That's really cool, actually. Good for them. Can I give him a hug for that? Anyway. I think you like the 2019 choice, though. Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. <laughs> oh, no, he's great in the movie. It's just the movie's bad. Um, ah. see. I want to go Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm, I could a- really win. I could be swinging for a lot of misses here, but why not? I'll be ambitious. I'll do Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. You probably should win, to be honest. I just boomed thinking of, wait, no, don't cut that out. I'll do Joaquin (laughs) Phoenix, Come On, Come On. Yeah. Damn, I'm the only one who's being safe. Okay. I'm tick tick typed if that happens. <laughs> Although last year I didn't go with a safe pick in Best Actress and I ended up getting it right. But maybe that's because uh, this this board can be based. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say Carrie Mulligan for promising a woman this year. <laughs> um well, because Sorry. of their baseness last year with picking Carrie, I'm going to go ahead and just pick Kristen. I think it'll be Kristen, too, honestly. I think it will be Kristen as well. Outside choice of Alana Haim, though. That would Isn't be cool. It, but dude, it's time. Oh, Sorry. I'm uncultured, dumb. I don't think anyone knows how to pronounce it because I call them Haim. Um, quick random question: Is their music good? Like, have you guys listened to your music? Oh yeah, like, yeah, I love, yeah, I love it. Uh, it's Jared. It's kind of like uh, this might be a weird description, but I kind of think it's like very influenced by ABBA and Fleetwood Mac combined. Who oh, I'm down. Um, Jared, Ooh. are you gonna go with Kristen? Uh, or... Yeah, I'm doing. I'm going with Kristen. Kristen's. Too All right, four for four. If we all get this wrong, I will be heartbroken and pissed. All right, best supporting actor. This one's hard. Um, 
Okay. Let me look at who they rewarded in the past because this is difficult. I got mine. Who is it? Don't say Jared Leto. Jared Leto. No, uh, I'm going to go with... I'm... Kieran Hines, Belfast. Mm, not a bad pick. Is this a boring actor? Yeah. Kristen Dunst, Power to Dawn. The supporting actress. We're doing actor right now. Uh, wait, but then, oh, I don't know. If, uh, I, I was thrown off because I, I, the, who did you name from Belfast, Tristan? Sound oh, like the mom. Mine. It's uh, the grandpa. No, I, oh, I yeah. Okay. The, Who's so good? The mom is Catriona Ka- Balfe, and the, the grandpa is Kieran Hines. Kieran Hines, okay. I'm going to be wild and pick Cody Smith, Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. Ooh, interesting choice. The hula hoop boy. <laughs> I am tempted to put Woody Norman for Come On, Come On. Because apparently he's like the best uh, part of the movie. Oh, yeah, totally. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're that kind of ch- to children. Even though they should. He should get nominated for supporting actor. He should probably actually win supporting actor. Even just the one line of dialogue he has in the new trailer for Come On, Come On. I was like, oh, he's going to be so good. I already know. Oh, dude, he's hilarious. Like, so many things that come out of his mouth. I'm just like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um... Okay, I'm looking at the best supporting actor winners from, from this group. And like most of the time they tend to get nominated for the Oscar. So like like the last one who did was Will Forte from Nebraska. That's a base choice. <laughs> um let's see. Um okay. Let me look at my list. Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Okay, I'll just go ahead and put Kieran Hines then. I hope Jared Leto makes it. That'd be hilarious. Sorry, I didn't think Kieran Hines is going to win the Oscar. He, he might. That's what Tyler and I were talking about after Belfast. We were like, oh, he's winning Best Supporting Actor, right? And we're like, yeah. If Rachel okay. doesn't get nominated, I'm going to light something on fire. Two hours later. Well, thanks for giving me a bunch of stuff to cut out. Best supporting, <laughs> best supporting actress. So, keep it all in. So, best supporting actress. Um, again, they 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 do go with a lot of nominated people. Going back to you know. Like last time they had someone who didn't get nominated was Jessica Chastain in the most violent year. So I'm because they picked Yunya Zhang last year, which was interesting. Um 
Okay. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. And Dowd and Mass. Bold. I'm going to um, highlight that in orange. <laughs> so if I was... Um, if I was... Um, if not, if Ember Ali had like screened, I think I might be putting down Kate Blanchett because I feel like she's gonna win the Oscar. But I know that that well, I, well, I don't know for sure, but I, I I have a hunch that that film has not screened, and so this one's a little bit more difficult. Here, I'm gonna oh, go. Uh... I'm gonna go a little bold too. Anjanu Ellis, King Richard. I had that. I, I, I was going to go for the same thing. All right, you want me to put you down for that? Yeah. All right. So in 2019, they went for Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. That's a great pick. I got to put the clip in. Oh, you know what? They love Ann Dowd. They gave it to Ann Dowd before for a random movie called Compliance. I don't think that's a random movie. Like that, that movie, like I know about it. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Ann Dowd because they seem to be a pretty big fan of her. So okay. Uh, do they do that though? Do they give it to like an actor more than once? Um, they've done it before. Like they did it with Carrie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's been long enough, 2012. Uh, yeah, I'll go with... Uh, and they did Patricia Clarkson twice in a row and Kate Blanchett three times in a row. Oh, never mind. Just for three separate movies in one year. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll go with Anne Dowd. Okay. Best adapted screenplay. Actually, no, I take it back because she already won. So I'm going to go with Kate's Rihanna Bell. For Dude, it can happen again freaking carry ones wise i know i just okay yeah wait a pussy out <laughs> anyway best adapted screenplay um just because i don't know what else would win the power of the dog is what i'm gonna go with I'll go power the I'll go power the dog too. Uh, I'll go house the gooch. No, I'll go power the dog. And Brett. Oh. All right, are we all just just this is adapted screenplay? Yeah, I'll go power the dog. Okay, we're all going power the dog. What Again, watch dog? us all be wrong. Power the schnauzer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd like the movie more if it was called that. Is Power of the so, Clifford. I'm making the edit. So, like, I'm going to ask a really embarrassing question that you all urge you to edit out. Because I don't know if it's, it's a joke or not that I saw online. Is it called the Power to Dog Mean? Is, like, you know what? Or is it something else? It's something like else. Like a man. It's something else, okay, then that must have been a joke, man. Yeah, I think it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it sounds like a porn. I I think people are overblowing that. Like, I I barely even 
noticed the nudity in that movie. I mean, just all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then it goes away, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, Which it's like is perfectly Carl, fine for the film. Yeah. Okay, yeah. best original screenplay. I'm going to go with Licorice Pizza. I could also see it being Belfast. I could also see it being Come On, Come On, even. I don't know about King Richard, though. Just, I don't know. I don't get why people are predicting King Richard to win Best Picture or Best Screenplay. It just doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Tristan and Brad, what, what, what you got? I'm going to go with Come On, Come On. Because Paul Thomas Anderson has won before. Oh my God, dude, that does not, that does not fucking matter. Oh my God. Okay, whatever. Um, Brett. Uh, I think I'm also going to go, um, I'm debating. Let's see, I'm trying to think. I they like the go, indie stuff. I want to go. Come on, come on. Yeah, I was debating between that licorice pizza, but screw. I will go. Come on, come on. I mean, listen to this. They gave it to Squid and the Whale, Lars and the Real Girl, Juno. Mm. Yeah, those those are basic. Fifty. 50. Yeah, they're they're indie people. Oh, hmm, true. That's tempting. And they gave it to Minari last year, which is a very quiet family drama. All right, I'm changing. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Let's go. But for that reason, it can also be Belfast, I guess. Guys, I would donate blood if it meant seeing licorice pizza. Honestly. I mean, I would would donate my licorice. You know what um, has been happening to me this year, though? It's Dune... Um, last night in Soho and Tick Tick Boom were all like my number ones of the year and then I sat with them for a while I'm like nah Luca's better so I hope come on come on or Luca's pizza can break Luca's number one spot I don't know well because Luca rules it does I also feel like Luca's been number one for so I don't know I don't know what I'm saying I'd be happy Luca's my number one but I don't think I can watch all right best breakthrough performance it's Woody Norman. Come on, come on. I think Woody Norman. Yep. I'm Elena thinking Haim. that. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's Elena Haim. Never mind. I was gonna say Elena Haim or Woody Norman. Um, hmm. Both are very tempting. I mean, they didn't give it to Lady Gaga even for A Star Is Born. So yeah, I think I think it's Haim because I think she's getting nominated for actress. I mean, I do too, but like they didn't give the breakthrough award to Lady Gaga, so I don't know. But the the reason they didn't is because she won Best Actress, and they oh okay. To be fair, they gave it to Jacob Tremblay for Room in 2015. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those two. And then Thomas McKenzie got for Leave No Trace in 2018. Thamo. Can we not bring those memes in? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad Andre's not here. I was so tired, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) I was like, oh no. (laughs) Goodness. Okay. I'll say Woody Norman. 
Yeah. It's like, that's something that could happen. It, watch it be Jude Hill from Belfast. You never know. Uh, he's great. But like, I haven't heard anyone specifically talk about his performances I have with Woody with Come Woody. On, Come On. I love, I love Jude Hill. I love Jude Hill. The scene where he breaks down crying on the couch broke me. That's so... Uh, Oh my god! He acts circles around Judy Dench. Yeah, for sure. Even though I think Judy Dench is good, I don't get people who are like she's bad. Like she she does what she does. But she's just Judy Dench. She doesn't really do anything different. I could even recognize that was Judy Dench until the end of the movie. Not gonna lie, I was like, "Where was Judy Dench in that movie?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sir." Oh really? Yeah, I just didn't even recognize her. All right, best directorial debut. Um. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I mean, kind of. He finally woke up. I mean, he did Henry VIII and got nominated for Best Director, so. Um, okay. I'm thinking maybe... Who am I thinking? Reed Miller for Joe Bell. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who's That's the not the director. The who did the humans? I don't know. Stephen Karam. Stephen Karam. You know that, that should happen. You know what? I'm gonna do it since we're best friends. Brett, <laughs> going with Stephen Karam. Yeah. Um, Brett, the guy who directed Joe Bell also directed King Richard. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they directed the movie before year. before Joe Bell, so that's not a directorial oh, debut. Monsters and Men with what's his face? John David Washington. Kelvin Harrison. The Heights. Yeah, Kelvin Harrison Jr. too. Um, Who else had their directorial debut? Yeah, I can't. I'm going to say Fran Krantz, if I'm pronouncing his name right, for Mass. That's a good pick. I'm also thinking of Edson Oda for Nine Days. I'm going to say Sean Hader for Coda. I don't think, I don't think that's a directorial debut, though. No. Yeah, I think she made a Netflix movie before, like two of The Kissing Booth? Yeah. Let wait, wait, are you serious? No. Oh my god. I'm just trying to see what she directed. The way of, like, I can't. Is she it weird that I Lula. can't? Is it weird that I can't wait to watch Mass again? I feel like that's weird. I, I'm the same way, but I'm also scared to watch it again because it's yeah. really sad. Um, hmm. I'm tempted to do Edson Oda. Who directed? Oh, what about the girl who directed Shiva Baby? Rachel. No, that's the actress. Emma Seligman. And yeah, that, that's something I, I would like. That would be amazing if that happened. Actually, I know, I know, I know who to go with. I know who to go with. Rebecca Hall for passing. Ooh, oh, that's a good I, one. I'm going to go with Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter. Ooh. No, she mm. made a movie, The Kindergarten Teacher. She didn't direct that, though. She produced She didn't? What? Wait a minute. I want to go Wes Anderson for The French Dispatch. I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <gasps> that's all the podcast. She directed that. Yeah, I did too until I saw she got nominated for best uh, 
directorial debut at the Gotham's. But like she was talking about that movie, like she directed it. I'm pretty surprised. Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Best <laughs> animated feature. Wait, 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 wait. No, I haven't. I'll, I'll, I'll also say Rebecca Hall for. Wait, did I already say one for? You said Steven Carum. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll stick with that. That's cool. Steven. I mean, it should happen. Um. Okay. Best animated feature. It should be flea. It absolutely think, should be flea. Yeah, I think, I think but, Luca though. Yeah, Luca. I was gonna say Luca. Uh, cringe. Oh, I'm going. Wait, hold up. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Luca because they also give an award for best documentary, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that so could I'll be. Go, I, I have flea there. I'll go Luca. Oh, guys. Did you hear that a new Shaun the Sheep's coming out this year, so it could get nominated for an Oscar again? I'm pretty sure that's a Netflix exclusive, though. Okay. Screen this. So was so was Farmageddon. I cannot stand Farmageddon. It came out in England in 2019. Whatever. Sorry if you guys hear hammering. My dad's trying to like fix something downstairs. It's 2.54 in the morning. Why on earth did he try to hammer something right now? <laughs> it's so we finishing renovations and we're having like a party tomorrow to unveil our re- renovation. Okay. Best foreign language film. I have worst purse in the world. That's what that I want, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm so hyped um, for that movie. I hate I have to wait till February. Low key. So good. Oh, yeah. to Tom. <laughs> Could you imagine? Do they have like a top five foreign language film thing? Uh, they do. Yes. But they have their own award for it as well. Hmm. I'm going to go with. I have a feeling it's going to be God. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. You want to know why I'm going with that, George? I wonder. Because Paulo Sorrentino didn't win for the great beauty. (laughs) (laughs) And he has to win. You have to do it at least once. All right, Brett. Are you going with Titan? I'm going with Titan. I actually think it's going to happen. Like, it's not a joke. If that happens, I'm just going to start joke. predicting it to win the Oscar. Like, it's no cap. It's winning Best Picture. Our Best Documentary. I'm going Flea. I'm going Drive My... No, I'm going Flea. I'm going Flea. I'm going to Drive My Car. I'll say Flea. <laughs> documentary. I'm so tired. Flea is such a good movie. And it should I win Best Animated. Really should. Yeah. I mean, I like Luca more, but they're both top tier. Okay. Luca's a better movie. <laughs> Best Ensemble. Uh, 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 I had, so, like, if Don't Look Up was considered, I would give it that. But my pick Same. is um, King Richard. Not a bad pick. I was gonna go with Belfast though. Yeah, that's good, but 
Why am I having an opinion on a movie I haven't seen? I feel like even though I haven't seen the movie, like it's just it's King Richard for me. It's an in my gut choice that they could pull that. I mean, it, it's not an illogical pick, but yeah. All right, all right. I put down Belfast. I put down King Richard for Jared. What do you two fuckers got? I'm gonna say Belfast. Yeah, look, Squid Game. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Looking at their previous winners, they go for a lot of like biopics and like Oscar-y films. I mean, The Help, Hidden Figures. Uh, but they also went for Prisoners, which is interesting. Um, I'll go with Belfast, but I, I, I'm thinking Licorice Pizza too. Oh, that's okay. a good. That's a good pick. Okay. The NBR Icon Award. I, which has only happened twice in history. Um, going to Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, and Al Pacino for The Irishman, and Chadwick Boseman, just in general. For what? What is this? The like, NBR kind of, Icon Award. They just vote for an icon? Yeah. I, I don't know who they're going to pick. You know who they're going to pick, George? I wonder. Jared Leto. House of Gucci. Skull emoji. <laughs> How upset would you be if they did that? If that happens, I am going up to the White House. I am dragging Biden by his collar, and I am going to make him brand me with, a, with his face on my left <laughs> ass cheek. <laughs> I, I remember um, when Jerry Leto was getting in some places for the little things, like getting nominated. And I think it was like a text that Tristan sent. I have it on my quote the day. I was like, why is Jerry Leto creeping up everywhere? It's scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a scary man. Yeah. Okay. You know um, what? I'm going Jerry Leto just for the meme. Wait, really? No, it's probably not going to happen. That'd probably be dumb. Could Al Pacino win for House of Gucci? Oh, could it be Adam Driver for Annette, House of Gucci, and... Goodness Rocky? gracious. Wait, what? I'm just trying to brainstorm here, George. Okay, in reality, I don't know who they're going to do. Um... Weird instincts. George, yeah. Chloe Jaw, because she did Eternals this year. Yeah, but no one likes Eternals except Brett. Yeah, it's great. It's I still haven't seen that. Oh, um, Jared, you liked it too, right? Yeah, you didn't I, like it. No, I actually thought it was okay. I was just making a joke. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I actually. You know what? Let's just skip this one. <laughs> Eternals is not the worst Marvel movie. That's such a crazy opinion. Um, okay, we can do the Spotlight Award. Marvel movie. This is one of the better Marvel movies, not gonna lie. Probably, yeah. Spotlight Award, I'm gonna go with Lin Manuel because he has In the Heights, Encanto, Vivo, and Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, for sure. Encanto, pretty good. What about Vivo? Seeing it tomorrow. He said Vivo's the monkey movie, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it. 
Wait, Brett, you saw it? No, I haven't seen it. I don't. I'll probably never watch it. Not gonna lie. Um, Tristan, who are you going Here. with? I'm going with Lin Manuel Miranda. And Jared, you're going with Lin Manuel. Yeah. Okay. We're all in the unanimous. I mean, it makes sense. All right, the Freedom of Expression Award. Um, Jared Leto for expressing his Italian accent. You will get to Gucci uh, in a little bit. What's freedom of expression? Is it? Um, it looks like uh, one night in Miami won last year. It won last year, and yeah, for Sama won the year before. Just Mercy. Twenty uh, second of July on her shoulders. First they killed my father. Let it fall, Los Angeles. Nineteen. 19- 1892, blah, blah, blah. Camera person. I'm, I'm going to go with Flea for this one. Flea. I'm pulling away from the situation. Yeah. I'll say I'm not really sure what they're voting on. It sounds like they're voting for something important, which Flea would absolutely fit the bill. Yeah. I'll go with that too. Why not? They voted for 22 July by Paul Greengrass in 2018. That's a strange choice. Very strange. Oh, actually, maybe Mass. Oh, that's a good one. I'll put you down for Mass. And Jared, what about you? I'll go the Mass route too. Mass, okay. Imagine if it goes to House of Gucci. And the last one, Outstanding Achievement in Cinematography, which is the only technical award that they give out for some reason. June. You're not wrong. Well, my favorite cinematography this year is Spencer, but whatever. It's nice looking, but it, it'll be June. I mean, one was shot on film, the other wasn't. And I'm yeah, saying this as a Dune stand. <laughs> so, like, this has only happened... They've only been given this award out for um, twice, it seems. And um, the last... Like, we had Roger Deakins, 1917, and then Joshua James Richards, No Man Land. So it's like a 50-50 with one you're going to predict to win the Oscar. Which right now I'm predicting Nightmare Alley, so that's not gonna work out very well. I'm just gonna go with Macbeth. I'm also gonna go with Macbeth because I'm predicting that to win cinematography at the Oscars, which might be a bad decision. Has there ever been a cinematography winner without a Best Picture nomination? Blade Runner 2049. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm 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 just predicting Nightmare Alley right now because oh my goodness, look at that trailer. Yeah, it looks nice. Why are people not more excited for Nightmare Alley? Because um, Disney made the stupid decision of opening up the same weekend as Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, they're kind of killing it, which is stupid. um, Is it possible that Nightmare Alley just expands later? As far as I know, it's like wide. Like, that's the opening weekend. I haven't heard anything about, like, a limited release type deal. 
um, because they released like the Nighthouse and Antlers wide, and those are both searchlight picks. And then French Dispatch, though, was a limited release and then came over here. Yeah. Um, Brett and Jared, what are you picking? Cinematography? Yeah. Doom. I'll go Dune, too. Dune and Dune. Okay. So that's all the MBR awards predicted. We're not going to go through the rest of them because this is taking too long as it is. We're going to talk about a couple of films. Let's start with the most divisive one on this entire podcast. House of Gucci. It's a yeah. House of I'm, Gucci. I'm, I'm getting ready to take the gloves off because you know what? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I fucking hated House of Gucci. Woo. It was dreadful, bloated, boring, lifeless. It, it was a corporate product. It's what it is. It had no energy. It was not fun. It was not a romp. It was not campy. It just, it was just kind of an insufferable experience. Like Ridley Scott was like sleepwalking through the directing. The, the camera angles are generic, uninspired, boring. The co- like the color grade, this movie looks like it was shot on the iPhone 4. Um, like it does. Like it, it just looks like it has, it had all the life sucked out of it. It, it, it had no energy. The editing was poor. Her. You know my favorite saying, and, right? It looks like it's an episode of Modern Family. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It looks like an episode of Modern Family. Um, it's way too long. There's so many scenes that do not need to be there. Her. And the movie doesn't even really include anything that makes me care about the characters or makes me invested in the characters in some way. And it's also just very inconsistent. And it's not like I, I, I care if you shift tones in your movie. I've you know talked about a lot of movies that I love that shift tones. But with this one, there's like no reason for it at all. And it makes like no fucking sense. And like, you know, this movie probably really needed to be something very campy. Like, you could have had the energy of, like, like, like here, here, here's a pitch. Craig Gillespie, the director of I, Tanya, helming this movie with, like, Thelma Schoonmacher as the editor. Like, dude, I'll be in well, that theater. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that be- would be cool. That'd be, that'd be dope as fuck. And this is just, it's just boring here. It was very uninvesting. And furthermore, let's talk about some of those needle drops. Specifically Faith by George Michael. That was horrible. <laughs> here's, here's a funny story. I am so, like, I know George Michael music so well for whatever reason. When the bells are going off in the church, I was like, they're playing George Michael. Are you kidding me? And then it started, and this was me in the theater, right? It was silent. I went <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was really loud, and I didn't mean it for it to be, but I started laughing for sure. It was great. It sucks that like George Michael is a meme though, because Listen Without Prejudice is like top five albums of all time. I mean, he's great. 
Um, there's also yeah. a needle drop of Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie, which great way to ruin an amazing song. But dude, the Tracy Chapman Pavarotti needle drop at the end is so funny. <laughs> Ironically. It's so like strange that they decided to uh, play that version. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. But this whole film is just really lifeless i i and it's hard for me to get invested into it and this brings me to one man who really made this whole experience insufferable and really brought most of the cringe if not all of it jared leto it's a jared leto i already didn't like him as an actor but this man needs to be locked up in the Hague for what he does in this movie. He is so fucking bad. It is <laughs> insane. Like, every word that came out of his mouth just made me wince. Like, ugh, chills went down my spine. And I sound hyperbolic <laughs> right now. But for God's sake, his whole performance is hyperbole. That's just what it is. And it doesn't work, especially when it's inconsistent with the tone. If again, if it had the energy of a you know Craig Gillespie or a Martin Scorsese movie, it would have been fine. But in here, it just doesn't work at all. And for the love of God, this man, for as much makeup as he's covered in, he's really not a good actor. Is he as bad here as he is in the Suicide Squad? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. But Jesus Christ, he was bad. Um, the other actors are like the only parts of this movie that I could give like any sort of credit to because they did try. Um, Al Pacino was probably the only one who actually like knew what the movie was going was like. He was the only one who actually like kind of had fun with it and, and had a good moment. Lady Gaga and Adam Driver tried, but like they didn't really quite find what they needed for the film. And then like Jeremy Irons and Salma Hayek, they just don't really do anything. And um, yeah, this whole movie just made me cringe. And I hate it. It's in my bottom 10 of the year. I really did not like this movie and I really hope it doesn't get nominated for best picture. I don't, I don't think it will. I would be absolutely shocked out of my mind, but I guess Bohemian Rhapsody did and I would have told you the same thing. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll go, I'll go real quick. So I kind of agree with everything that George is saying but I think this movie's fascinating. <laughs> um, I had a real, like, I went into this movie kind of because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, to be honest. I probably would have waited a few extra days if it wasn't for that. And uh, I thought the first, like, 30 minutes were incredibly entertaining in a campy way. What I said was I wanted House of Gucci to be the Venom 2 of Oscar bait movies. 
where it was so bafflingly inept that it was amazing. And the first 30 minutes, the first like 30 to 45 minutes were totally that. With the George Michael needle drop and everything, I was like, what the heck is this movie? And that is a lot of this movie. But like George was saying, the once the what the heck steam loosens on this movie, you know what it is. It becomes incredibly tedious to watch. And once this movie becomes self-serious, I I I was not invested into it, to be honest. Um, because like the first time that Jared Leto speaks, and he's talking like the, the, the Mario, you know? Like people kept telling me. Jared Leto is insane in this movie. I was like, okay, I get it. It's a meme. But I had no idea. The moment he started talking, I was like, no, this is what he went with. And I started laughing in the theater. And I was really happy that I wasn't the only one. And that's something that I noticed. This movie got a lot of laughter. I went to a sold-out screening of House of Gucci, okay? Every seat in the theater was taken on Thanksgiving night. (laughs) And people were laughing throughout the whole thing, but they weren't laughing at parts that were supposed to be jokes. Like, people were just laughing because characters would talk and they'd be like, what the heck? Or there is potentially the most awkwardly filmed sex scene I've ever seen in anything. (laughs) (laughs) It it is edited to, (laughs) to like, Chopin or something like that. It is so weird. Like when that happened, I was like, what is this movie? And for me, it's just like, you know, Ridley Scott made like Blade Runner, which is like one of my favorite movies ever, and Alien, which was a big movie for me. Um, I, I love Ridley Scott. And like, you just have to wonder if like through parts of this movie, he was just like sleepwalking. He was like, you know what? Let's exactly. Just... Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, let's just get something on the screen and call it a day because the choices make absolutely no sense. It's not just like he's going for something bizarre. It literally is just like, let's try to make something and put it on screen. And so it's just like, so laughably inept that I think like I think it's a bad movie but I think it's a bad movie you have to see like that is my one thing it's like go see this in theaters go see it but like goodness gracious this movie is is something else and I again I don't think I don't think it works at all and like I was telling um Tristan and George before Jared came on there was in the middle of this movie once it starts to become self-serious because this whole movie should have been a farce it's about this like rich people like whining right um when this movie starts to become self-serious I found myself nodding off to it and almost falling asleep in the theater because of just how uninvested I was in their dynamic I want this movie to be goofy and campy and girl bossy it, it shouldn't have any sort of pretension to it and again it, just, it definitely just feels like they hodgepodge the movie together and boom it's it's house of gucci and uh 
so yeah it's not good but it's an interesting not good that that's that that's my praise for it all right wait jared have you seen it i have not i will say just like really quickly like i don't live like of course in like la or whatnot so like there's not a lot of people around here who are interested in movies that aren't the next Marvel Studio thing. There are a lot of people interested in House of Gucci for some reason. And the only reason why I think they would be is because of Lady Gaga. That's like the only question mark. But I'm seeing a lot of people who don't normally go to movies unless it's like a superhero movie be interested in House of Gucci. So I guess like good job marketing team. And I think it's making money at the box office too. So, yeah. Well, okay. So, much like George and Brett, I um, I was not really expecting anything from this movie. I thought the trailers were absolutely horrible, and I'm not someone who is into fashion or that lifestyle at all, especially luxury fashion, I find it really annoying. And it's just not something that speaks to me. Um, so I, after seeing that trailer with the uh, Heart of Glass playing in the background, I'm like, there, there's no way I'm gonna like this movie. But then I watched it in IMAX, the trailer, and for whatever reason, it uh, I, I enjoyed it more. And it kind of leaped off the, the screen a little bit. And it was like, okay. Uh, like that, I, I think it was before Dune. And, and the energy in the theater was like, like people were really responding to this trailer. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll give it a chance. So I, I went, hauled myself to like the middle of like, like a really far location um i think it was like an hour and a half for me to get there by by bus to uh to see this movie at a 9 30 press screening and i got there and it was like this really fancy area in a fancy mall with like stores that sell gucci clothing and that'll come into play afterwards but basically it was cool that whole experience and that could have played into the reason why i liked it so much but yeah, 9.30 in the morning, I'm exhausted. I sit down, I'm like, what is this going to be? And I really like this movie. Now, it's, it's got its flaws. Everything that Brett and George said is accurate. I mean, it is a tonal mess. Um, it is very self-serious. And it's really not a movie that... Um, there's not much emotion in it. It's not really a movie that has anything to say whatsoever. Or, and, and it's not the most artistic film either. But I think what Ridley does with this group of actors and the way they work together is just, I, I think they created magic here. I really do. Um, they, they definitely created a, a film that, well, not everything works about it. I think it's a very interesting story. And for me, someone who, who really doesn't care about um, fashion and, and luxury and all of that, I, I was very wrapped it, 
I was very like wrapped in with this story because there are a lot of people like what I find interesting about it is, you know, there, there are a lot of people that are, are very into that lifestyle and especially uh, in Italy and, and Milan where all, you know, fashion is, is a huge thing there. You got Versace and Gucci and all of these huge companies. And I, I really like how the movie starts off in Milan and you see Gaga, who's playing this like kind of like um, working class woman. I think she's working uh, a family of truck drivers. And then she goes to this party and she goes to these parties. I, I think she like sneaks in because she she likes to she likes to get a taste of that, that lifestyle, even though that's not her life. And she wants that to be her life. And she kind of gra- grasps on to. Um, uh adam driver's character who is a gucci but doesn't really want to be part of that life and it's interesting their relationship i i really i was really invested in their relationship and i thought both actors played it really well um i i loved this dynamic where you know she starts pulling him into the gucci family but then she goes too far and it's like now now he she kind of makes a monster because like um this guy who's very reluctant and and is not interested in uh gucci and his family at all starts becoming greedy and 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 starts wanting all of this excess and i think it's a really interesting commentary on excess and the dangers of it and and how um you know someone's intentions can be good at, at the start and then you know greed just takes hold of them and uh i I thought it did a really really great job exploring that and i thought that each character was pretty multi-layered i i think each character expressed their greed in in a different way and i liked the dynamics and i was just very interested in the story and this family and I, I thought each actor really delivered something interesting. And while each performance is, is so different from each other, um, I, I think they work together. Even though, you know, the tones clash, I, I think the movie is just like, it's like a tabloid jumping onto the screen. Uh, and one thing you guys said, you said it is, it is a little self-serious. Um, and I think the reason why is because tabloids are self-serious and, um, you know, people who, who read into that and buy into that crap, th- like treat it seriously and, and, tr- and treat it with no irony whatsoever. Uh, and I think well, the movie is a little tongue in cheek, but I think it, it does, um, it does treat the story in the way that, uh, the, the tabloid headlines would. And I, I think that's an interesting way to present it um, because, you know, the characters in this movie, the, the, char- uh, the character that Lady Gaga played, um, you know, she, she was 100% invested with this world. And I think Ridley, like, obviously he wants to poke fun at it and wants a commentary on excess, but he also wants to get you wrapped into this world and get you to understand why these characters are, are so um why they make the decisions they do and and why lady gaga's character 
is is so entranced by the Gucci name. And, you know, by the end of this movie, like me, who doesn't care about fashion at all, I'm like walking around the small, like I, I go to chapters and I'm like reading like books on Tom Ford. And I, I was like, try like looking window shopping at like high class places just because I was so interested and so invested by this. And I look, I, I don't really know why, but I, I just, there was a lot in this that I, uh, I really enjoyed. And again, like you guys were talking about Jared Leto. I loved Jared Leto in this movie. I thought he was hilarious. I laughed my head off every time he was on screen and I, I thought he, he was perfect. He plays like kind of like an outcast cousin, the black sheep of the family. Um, and, you know, everyone in the movie is laughing at him too. He's supposed to be a joke. And uh, he, he's supposed to be the comic relief. And I, I think he does such a great job with that. He, he's to- he totally transforms into the role of this like idiot cousin. Um, and I, it, it's so over the top, but I think it really works. And I think um, he, he understood the assignment completely. I would love to see him get a Oscar nomination. Uh, not a win because it's, it's not a, you know, it's not the toughest performance. It's a caricature. But it is such a dedicated caricature, and he really goes for it. And it's it, like I would not be surprised if he was method acting. Really, like it, it is unrecognizable what he does. It is insane. Uh, and I also like Dal Pacino. Jeremy Irons is great. I loved Lady Gaga on the role. Like my least favorite was Adam Driver, and I think he's an incredible actor. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like this movie a lot. I think about it every day. I want to watch it again. It's it's great. Tristan has an obsession. Oh man. Oh <laughs> I just can't fucking <sighs> I went Stop. on for a very long time. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. Oh man. Ugh. <sighs> yeah, this movie it's so stinks. funny. Last podcast you asked me to talk about like one podcast you asked me to talk about dune and another one asked me to talk about spencer and i talked about each movie for like a total of 30 seconds and this one i went on like a 10 minute rant but not rants like praise like i just praised it i guess uh i mean uh, okay i i don't know what else where i was going there um I guess if that's all we have to say about Gucci, we can quickly talk about Tick, Tick, Boom. Which I am not going to go first for. Jared can go first for it. Hey. um, Yeah, I think this was um, a movie that has been, like, quietly under the radar. Like, if we're talking, like, purely in terms of award season, it was, like, the movie kind of sitting there doing its own thing, running its own business, and then premiere AFI Fest and got honestly pretty good reviews. Um, and I saw it and I, I loved it. It's my second favorite of the year so far. I think Andrew Garfield is getting a nomination. I think in terms of 
like his performance just captures all of what Jonathan Larson like in terms of of course like the costume and the hair and makeup but in terms of someone um of this portrait of this artist uh racing against time and and how being an artist balancing um having a life and and your work and then it's also like a musical so there's these great musical numbers we have Lemuel Miranda behind the camera's directorial debut which now I just realized that could be a contender for best directorial debut at the National Board of Review but we'll see um well what else um because I'm really tired, but I really love the movie because of its themes. It's also like your Avengers and a game for theater kids. I'm gonna say that these just are insane in a diner, but it's all about the importance of art and time. And yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah, so tick tick boom. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a uh... Look, I, I talked a lot about Gucci, but it's got nothing on Tick, Tick, Boom. This is an incredible film. One of the best of the year. Absolutely blew me away. I, I really was not expecting it to be as good as it was. And, uh, you know, I, I had heard great things about it, but I, uh, I, I thought it was going to be... So I, I really respect Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he's, he's a, he seems like a great person. He's a genius when it comes to... Uh, Broadway um and I love what he did with Hamilton and I love what he did with Moana but every other thing he's done in the film world I found incredibly just very um what's the word khaki uh it's I like and even in the heights included like that that's not a movie that I, I really felt was genuine and I know that's a um an unpopular opinion but especially mary poppins returns like i i was just getting sick of him and i i wanted to see him go back into the theater world i was not really sure what he was going to do direct like from a directorial standpoint um because that's look like while he he did an incredible job um directing hamilton he like directing a movie is, is a totally different ball game there's so many elements that go into filmmaking uh and i wasn't sure if he, he like what his style was going to be and if, if it was going to be a stylish film and that sort of thing and i i was just so impressed with this the guy's a genius he brings so much energy to this film um and so much heart and depth and it's just a a, a beautiful movie it's 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 a really First of all, like for musical theater people, uh, I think anyone who loves musical theater is going to love this movie because like he really puts, he's, he's very passionate and that passion really shines through. And there's so many cameos and Easter eggs throughout the film. Um, but I also think like, even if you're not into musical theater, the way he in- integrates the musical numbers is, is very different than a lot of musicals. And, and it, it's almost more of like a live setting. Like you have Andrew Garfield performing a lot of the songs like on stage. Um, and I, 
I really liked that aspect. But um, I, I think this is a really interesting study on art and why we create and the pros and cons of being a dreamer and an artist and the difficulties of being an, an artist, a struggling artist in New York, which is something that Lynn knew very well uh, before he made Hamilton. I mean, for years he, he lived in New York and, and was trying to make it. And how hard should you push for your dreams or should you conform and, and do something maybe that you're not gonna be as happy in, but is gonna be, give you more stability. And I, 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 what I really love is that it doesn't judge anyone for any um, decision they make. Like there are characters in the movie who, who do take that path where, you know, maybe they'll do writing on the side, but they decide to go into marketing uh, because it, it, there's more stability in it and, and it doesn't judge those characters at all. And it actually faults the main character for judging those characters. And I, I really like that. I, I think it's, um, it's very open and, and shows the different kinds of dreamers there are. Um, but it, it's, it's just a really interesting study uh, of an a artistic existential crisis and just this feeling that you have to accomplish something before you reach a certain age and time is running out and there's like amazing sound design with like like a ticking clock that happens and Andrew Garfield just gives this very like jittery anxiety inducing energetic performance like he there's so much in his head and he just needs to get it on the page and he's not able to focus and it, it's it's great um I related to it a lot I think it's got one hell of a third act, like a huge emotional punch. Um, and yeah, and, and Lin-Manuel Miranda's style is, is just so sporadic and energetic. And, and uh, I love how he kind of basically um, integrates a, a bunch of different types of camera movements from like the live performances to like a handheld cam that looks like you know someone shooting like a home movie in like the 90s like to more traditional musical numbers it's 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 a very interesting film and i i don't really get the people who are saying that his style doesn't really shine through because i think he proves that he's not only a talented playwright but he's also a very talented film director and he's got what it takes to be someone who um can really hold his own in the film industry um, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I don't really have that much to add there. Um, it reminded me in a lot of ways of um, the film All That Jazz, um, which, you know, I mean, it, it was very much kind of an autobiographical musical too, although, you know, more subtly so. Um, no, Jonathan Larson, like one of the things about it is um, he died um over tw 20 years ago like 25 years ago at this point and i mean this felt like like this one balanced the the, the line a good line of being an homage to him and his legacy while also being an adaptation of this musical that he he wrote before before rent and um I think it balances that really well. I think this movie 
would not be nearly as good as it is though if not for Andrew Garfield's performance I mean this man just went all fucking out here and it's one of my favorite performances of the whole year like this man deserves an academy award for it i i swear like if he doesn't get nominated i'm gonna toss a chair across the room he's just so freaking amazing and i think um i think like he brings a lot of heart to the film and to this role and i i can't really compare it to other roles here but I mean, the man brings so much energy to his singing and to his overall performance. And I think the film, you know, it uses its medium very well. You know, like it's not just the, it's not, it's not just a recorded musical. I'll say that it, it uses editing um specifically to um great effect and it really it, it does that well and the thing about lynn is that you know he's not like he has worked in movies he knows how it works here and apparently he really like went out of his way to say i'm gonna direct this movie and i feel like you could really tell that he really wanted to do it it's almost like um, it was like like he he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He had a like 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 a bit of a vision for it, and he's like, "I'm going." And he just kind of, again, he just kind of went all out for it, which I mean, you know, respect. And I think the film does do a lot, and. It does do a lot very quickly. I don't know what I'm saying. It's um, it's two thirty in the morning. Cut me some slack. But I do I do think the film does like you can tell there's passion. You can tell there's heart, and I think it does a very good job at balancing the biopic and adaptation lines very well and in such a creative way and Andrew Garfield is just insanely good and also a shout out to Robin De Jesus who you know low-key kind of deserves the best supporting actor nomination not gonna lie yeah I do also want to bring up that um the day that we're recording this um unfortunately Steven Sondheim has passed away and he was yeah. a major part of this movie which makes the movie now like 10 times more sad slash impactful. Um, I don't know if you guys knew, but I found out today that um, towards the end of the movie, there's a part where the character of Stephen Sondheim, played by Bradley Whitford, leaves um, Jonathan Larson a voice message that apparently was Stephen Sondheim that re-recorded that message, used like his voice Oh, wow. And that's like his voice in the movie. That's crazy. I, I had Bradley Whitford as like supporting actor for this movie, but he, he only had like one or two scenes. So 
I, I, I expected that when I yeah. looked up more about it. Anyway. Yeah. Brett, if you're not yeah. asleep. Can I ask, though, everyone's favorite song, though? 3090. So I just want to... 3090? Yeah, 3090. Okay, yeah. I think I like Louder Than Words a little more because of the impact, but I'm with you. And then Come to Your Senses, I think, is underrated. Yeah, Come to Your Senses is one of my favorites. And I also like Johnny Can't Decide. Yeah. It sounds like Brett fell asleep. So I, I guess real quick, I'll talk about Cake Richard because why not? Uh, the movie's good. Like, I mean, it's a perfectly fine, harmless movie. Will Smith does a good, does a good job. Anjou Ellis does a good job as well. Um, you know, it's weird because, like, when this movie started premiering, people were like, King Richard could win Best Picture. I, I never really understood that. And after watching this movie, I don't understand it even more. Like, it just... I just watch it and I'm like, this is a movie that people are predicting to win Best Picture, and I just don't get it. Like, at least with Green Book, it has the veneer of, you know, being more important than it actually is. This one doesn't really feel that way. At all. You know, it kind of just feels like the blind side to me. Which, you know, you could say, well, King Richard has this whole added, um, social commentary to it which is like yeah the blind side also had that it was very misguided but it was still social commentary nonetheless i, I don't necessarily see what's so different about this except that it's you know less problematic and to be fair i'm not trying to you know equate the quality of this movie to the blind side the blind side sucks but um this film I, I just don't really understand like what makes it great or what makes it amazing. It's like a perfectly fine movie. And I mean, yeah, Will Smith is good. Do I think he should win for it? No. But, you know, a lot of other people do. And I, I, th- I don't have a problem with him winning. It's not one of those, but it's just like, you know, there's better options out there, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, it's my whole spiel on King Richard. It's a fine film. Better than Gucci. And now that uh, that's done, yeah. I guess that's the end of the podcast here. Thank you for listening. Um, please check out our Discord and our Patreon and our Instagram and um I, I don't really have an answer for this one. I'm just gonna try to get it out as quickly as possible. Um enjoy your leftover turkey and ham. <laughs>